say good morning. Wake up, wake up, it's time to worship.
Father, in those difficult moments, those dark moments, we have that to cling to. God, you can't lie to us. And if you say you won't let us down, you surely won't. And so may each one of us place our trust in you today. Father, I pray that we'll be people today that open our hearts to your voice, that open our hearts to who you are, Jesus. Father, thank you so much for your presence with us here right now. Father, we can sense you. We know that you're very real. It's not our emotions. It's not our feelings. But it's a person who loves us and who's present with us at all times. Father, I pray that we'll cling to your promises. That you'll never leave us nor forsake us. That you'll never let us down. And so, Father, when we leave this place today, may we be encouraged in you just for that. So, Father, thank you so much for Nate for how you've been speaking to us through him. And I pray, Lord, do it again today. But Lord, we have to receive what you have for us. And so may our hearts be open and pliable. And Father, just touch us at the deepest parts of who we are. For all of those worshiping today, Lord, around this city, around this country, those here in this room and those online, Father, may we be people who are ambassadors for you, Jesus that carry your word and your message through our lives lived well out in the world. We love you, Father. We praise you. We give you all the glory for everything that happens here today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you. You can be seated. What's up, guys? I'm Tim Tebow, and I want to thank your church so much for being a part of Night to Shine. Probably some of you don't even know what Night to Shine is, or you didn't even know your church was doing it. Well, your church is part of it, and it's, Night to Shine is a worldwide movement for people with special needs. And on February 8th, over 600 locations around the world are going to be celebrating people with special needs by hosting an amazing prom. And that prom is going to have red carpets and dance floors, but my favorite part is at the end of the night, every single one of them is going to be crowned king and queen of the prom. But why this is so important is because it's not just a dance floor, it's not just a red carpet, it's not just a prom. It's a night where people get to understand their worth. They get to understand that God loves them, that God has a plan for their life, and they are worth it. They are worth us coming together to throw the biggest event in their town for them. And for a lot of them, it's probably the first ever dance, the first ever party, the first ever time they will have been celebrated, they will have been loved, and they will have been crowned a king or a queen. That's why it's so important. Guys, this is our fifth anniversary of Night to Shine. A few years ago when it started, we had 44 locations in 26 states and three countries, and we thought, holy cow, this is so big, it's so huge, our God is so amazing. Well, now going into year five, 
We have over 600 locations, over 20 countries, over 200,000 volunteers, and we'll be crowning over 100,000 kings and queens. I truly believe that the world is coming together to celebrate the love that God has for every single one of us. That's why you need to be a part of it. That's why I'm so thankful your church is a part of it. Show up on February 8th and let's change the world together. God bless you guys. Well, it's awesome that we get to be a part of that. 100,000 people will be crowned, and uh, we get to be a part of that celebration here at Salem Fields. I don't know if you knew that, that we, this is our second year, and we're excited about that. <clears throat> We've been doing outreach events for 25 years here at Salem Fields, and really last year that was one of the most exciting things, I think the most exciting thing that I've ever been involved in at Salem Fields Community Church. And so I hope that you uh, will get involved with us as well. We need volunteers. We need lots of volunteers. We have 125 uh, uh, folks registered at this point. We have 40 on a waiting list. Amen. But we can't pull this off without you. Uh, we need volunteers. We have 44 volunteers now, and uh, we need about uh, another 100 or more volunteers. So we need you to think about that. Uh, pray about that and go out in the lobby and sign up uh, and uh, today after you leave here. And also, if you would like to help sponsor that, it's a very expensive event. Uh, and if you'd like to, you have a business and you'd like to spot, help sponsor that and have your name in the program and be a part of that, you can also sign up on your connection card to do that. So we're excited and we hope that you'll be excited with us and that this will be another great event for Salem Fields and for those folks that so uh, got so excited about it last year. It will, it will. Good morning, everyone. All right, you're awake now, aren't you? We're raring to go. Okay, this is a great time for you to pull your phones out and uh, sign into Facebook or check in, whatever, to Instagram, all of those social media uh, platforms that you're involved in and say, hey, I'm at Salem Fields Community Church. You can go online and watch that. Just put our address there and it'll come up and... Uh, people out there that don't even realize that you go to church will say, hey, maybe I need to do that too. So if you check in, that'd be great. Uh, put on there first week and say, we're going to be having services at 11 o'clock today and also Monday and Tuesday evening. And that will tell them they can come and join in on online or what's going on here as well. Also, if you're a first-time guest with us today, we're so thankful that you're here, and we hope that you'll check us out again. We've got a little bit, uh, a, a little gift for you as you walk out today. You'll see that sign as you walk out and just go there. And uh, if you take your connection card, that'd be great. Uh, you don't have to if you don't want to, but that connection card is a way for you to communicate with us, uh, give us prayer requests, or communicate about a ministry, or uh, um, update your data or uh, anything that you need to use that card for. It's just a good, great communication tool. All right, uh, we wanted to tell you about the Thanksgiving offering. And first of all, I just wanted to say to everybody, thank you so much for your generosity. You guys have stepped out, and uh, I hope that you have seen God's blessings in your life. We never give to get God's blessings, but I'll tell you what, you can't get away from God's blessings when you give. And so uh, I hope that you are enjoying that and you see that whatever sacrifice that you made, it's just very small compared to what God does with that sacrifice. So thank 
thank you so much. We wanted, Buddy and I wanted, and the staff wanted you to know how much we appreciate your generosity. This is a generous church. You know that, right? You guys are generous. And, and that's really, it's our responsibility to teach generosity, but not only that, to be generous people as well and lead you in that way. We're not telling you to do anything that we don't do ourselves. So thank you so much for doing that. Why don't you update them, bud? Okay, you see the numbers up there. I don't have to say much about that, uh, but we really, really do appreciate it. And I got to tell you, it's been a joy to be able to uh, share that Thanksgiving offering this uh, fall with those uh, that we support with that. And uh, <clears throat> there's still about $11,000 out. And if you haven't had the opportunity to get your pledge in, just because it ran through the end of the year doesn't mean you can't still get it in. Uh, we'll actually take it anytime you give it and uh, so and use it for God's glory. So thank you for that, and we appreciate it, and we look forward to uh, continuing to receive that offering and to be able to use it for God's glory. So thank you so much. We also wanted to remind you that Winter Retreat is coming up. I don't know if you remember what Winter Retreat is. There will be about 500 students here on the weekend that you see up here. It's the 18th through the 20th. That's weekend after next. And we wanted to remind you there will be no Saturday evening service. You're here at 9 o'clock, so most likely you don't come at Saturday evening. But just in case, no Saturday evening service. All of the students will be here for that weekend. It's students from all over Virginia. It's the Nazarene uh, Winter Retreat, uh, District Winter Retreat. So it's going to be a lot of energy here. And we would encourage you to come to the 11 o'clock service because that weekend is going to be overrun. However, if you want to come to the 9 o'clock and be part Part of all of that, you're certainly welcome as well. We just wanted to remind you of that so you'll, when you walk in here, you won't say, whoa, what is going on? But there is going to be a lot of energy, and uh, it's going to be a great, great time. We're so excited that Salem Fields gets to host that event. It's a big deal, and so uh, young people will come to know the Lord. They'll also give their lives to the Lord, maybe for missions or whatever, full-time ministry, and uh, some really serious eternal business gets done on that weekend, not to, sit in, not to mention just all of the fun that happens. So uh, just be aware of that. Yep, and also our revival continues tomorrow, our first week. We're putting God first, and then tomorrow evening at, we'll be meeting here at uh, 7 o'clock, but we have dinner at 6.15. Uh, so be sure to show up for that and be a part of, the, of what God wants to do in our lives. So it'll be Monday evening at 7 and Tuesday evening at 7. Our speakers for that day are Greg Wigfield uh, from Leesburg. Uh, I guess we got a Leesburg connection this year. And also uh, we have Adrian Mills from Harrisonburg. Both are great pastors and lead great churches, and we're excited about having them here. And uh, would you be excited about coming back uh, tomorrow and being a part of that? Staying for the 11 o'clock service as well, uh, because there will be a different message. It's a revival that started last night, and there will be a different message uh, today at 11. And so we invite you to stay for both of those as well. And just one final thing. Someone said to me today that I'd probably be congratulating the Cowboys, but I won't be. <laughs> On that note, we're going to take, how many Dallas Cowboy fans do we have here? Yeah, rub it in, rub it in to Buddy and Jody. Those are uh, our resident Redskin fans. All right, uh, we're going to take our morning tithes and offering. If you're a guest with us today, you don't have to worry about this unless you want to be generous and put something in there. Uh, this is for regular attenders we try to teach. We give the first of everything we have around here, and we do it with a joyful heart. So after that bucket goes by, let's stand and worship.
I can see the promised land Filled this pain within the plain There's victory in the end Your love is my battle cry But my fears are like Jericho Build the walls around my soul With my privilege today to have with us Nate Burns. Nate is uh, a good friend of ours, his wife Carrie. Carrie, why don't you just stand up and just kind of say hi to everybody and I'm glad that you're here as well and her children Bryce and a um, 
Addie are here. They're in student ministries and children's ministry, but we're glad to have this family here with us this morning. They're good friends of Gay and I. They've been good friends for a long time. We met them years ago in Dodge City, Kansas. And uh, if you've never been to Dodge City, don't go. <laughs> no, <laughs> that was a pretty good little visit. Smelled pretty, smells pretty bad there when you first drive in. Uh, but uh, they're all about that being money, right? That's what, it was money. Uh, it's the worst smell I've ever smelled in my life, but I met the greatest guy and family, uh, and they're in the midst of all that stench. There where they were, this rose. <laughs> and uh, we're excited to have you, Nate. Nate pastors in Leesburg, and uh, he was at our men's advance, and so we're glad to have you back. Yeah, man. Well, good morning. So for all of you type A people out there, uh, if you'll notice in your notes, it says 11 a.m. service. So what I did was I switched it on you so you have to come back. If you want the 9 a.m. notes, you got to come back because I'm switching the services. Because I felt God was speaking to me last night and God said, I want you to switch the service. So I need you to pray with me real quick. Is that okay? Father, I thank you for this time together. I thank you for the opportunity to be here uh, at Salem Fields Church. Lord, I just ask that you would guide the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart, and may they be pleasing and acceptable to you, my rock and my redeemer. Amen. Amen. I'm so grateful to be with you today. Uh, Your church has been investing in my life for the last 15 years. Did you know that? I have received from Salem Fields so many times. We had Buddy and Gay come out to Dodge City, America. There are more cows than there are people. And it's the smell of money, Buddy said, as he said earlier. Uh, but we brought them out because our, our church was a, a growing congregation in western Kansas. We had 500 people coming to this church out in the middle of nowhere. And we thought, you know what, we need to ask Buddy and Gay to come out and help us to go to another level. So they graciously came out. And then you know what you guys did for us? You brought our entire staff to this campus. You paid for our entire team to fly here so we could see and we could learn what you all were doing so very well. And you poured into us and you gave to us and you invested in our lives. And I met with a guy named Sam Chan who just rocked my world. He took my website and he just blew it apart. It was the most painful, brutal experience I ever had in my life. Because what he said to me was, we were talking about uh, our, our mission statement, and he was talking about uh, the, the language that we used, and we, we talked about people on our, our page. He said, what people, who people, where people? And then you guys have a statement that you were reaching everyone with the love of Jesus Christ here, and it, it changed my perspective. It changed me, and I'm learning continually from Buddy and Gay. They're still pouring into my life, and, and allowing me to stand here is a huge, huge honor and so thank you for taking time to be here. And if you're coming back to the 11 o'clock, man, I, I'm blessed to have you here. So uh, you may decide you may not want to do that. I don't know. But those of you online, I, I love that you're here. We're so glad to have you online worshiping with us. And we're so glad that you're here in the room. If you have your Bibles, uh, will you turn with me to Jeremiah 31, verses 3 through 4. You'll stand with me for the reading of God's word, please. And we'll read it aloud together. It will be on the screen for us. Let's read the word of the Lord this morning. I will build you up again. Oh, sorry. Let's go back one slide. There we go. The Lord appeared to us in the past saying, I have loved you with an everlasting love. I have drawn you with unfailing kindness. I will build you up again and you, virgin Israel, will be rebuilt. 
Again, you will take up your timbrels and go out to dance with the joyful. The word of the Lord this morning. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. I want to start with our key thought this morning for you. You cannot change the past, but Christ can redeem it and change your future. You cannot change the past, but Christ can redeem it and change your future. How many of you have seen the show Dancing with the Stars? How many of you think you could do that? <laughs> the one back here, rock on. You know what? On February 8th, you get to show that off. Because you'll get to be here for Night to Shine, so you get to cut a rug and be up here, right? Um, I encourage you to do that. Uh, my family, we love that show. We'll sit together and we'll watch that show. But the backstories are what are so impressive to me because they take these stars and they pull them out of the places where, where they go on a regular basis and, and kind of take them out of their celebrity and put them in an environment where they're just under t- tremendous pressure to learn these dances and you just see stuff pour out of them, right? It's all the backstory that's where the intrigue and interest lie. And they always find somebody who has no business dancing. But they do an incredible job, and all of a sudden, they become something that they weren't. They become a a dancer. They become somebody who has the skills and the abilities to dance. Now, however, the guy who just won, um, Bobby, uh, is it Bobby Jones? Bobby Bones. Bobby Bones, yes. Bobby Bones, he's a radio personality from Nashville. He has no business dancing, (laughs) except for doing that that floss thing, you know. And I I can't do that. my, son, my son's in eighth grade and he's in the other room. Thank God for that because he would, he'll see that on the webcast and that's terrible. Uh, it, but it's interesting to me that, that all of a sudden in the middle of all this uh, recreation and all this uh, attempt to become a dancer, there's a, a moment of just honesty and brokenness that takes place in every single one of these people that are trying to learn to dance. And I find it a, a very compelling piece of what it means to be the community of faith. That when we're honest about who we are and, and, and what we're dealing with, it, it allows us to, to tear down walls and, and to be able to embrace the past of where we've been and allow God to give us hope and a future to redeem the places that we thought were untouchable. The scripture that we read says, I have loved you with an unfailing kindness, and I will build you up again. Here's, here's the thing. I, I find it so interesting that I want to always present the best face. Do you ever do that? How many of you had a fight on the way to church this morning? Raise your hand. Just kidding. Don't do that. <clears throat> how, many, how many of you came to church and were like getting out of the car? And you walk out of the car. Hello, everybody. Or did you ever have that happen when, when you were a kid? Because they don't do spankings anymore. But your mom was like, I told you not to do that. Do, 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 do. And the phone rings. Ring. Hello. <laughs> did you ever have that happen? And, 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 we're, and we're compelled by the understanding that when we come to church, oh, we've got to have our stuff together. Oh, we have to look a certain way. We have to be a certain way. That's baloney. We are all a hot mess. And we are all in recovery. And we all need Jesus. Amen. And so here's the reality for us today. Jesus Christ has loved you with an everlasting love. He put you together. He knows you. He has plans for you. He looks at your life and says, I love you no matter what. I have a favorite theologian, 
the best theologian. He just rocks my world. It's Tomater. I need you to watch a clip. Ben, run out of water closer. Thank you, Stevenson. Yeah, I think that should just about do it. Perfect. So, Mater, it's voice activated. But, you know, everything's voice activated these days. What? I thought you were supposed to be making me a disguise. Voice recognized. Disguise program initiated. <laughs> cool. Hey, computer, make me a German truck. Request acknowledged. Check it out. I'm wearing Mater hose. Make me a monster truck. Request acknowledged. What the? <laughs> I've all too safe on your gas. <laughs> now make me a taco truck. Request acknowledged. A funny call. Request acknowledged. The idea is to keep a low-profile meter. So I just go in, pretend to be this truck. And leave the rest to us. Now hold still. First I have to do the final fitting on your disguise. Okay, that's no good. Hmm. Hey, what are you doing? The disguise won't calibrate effectively without a smooth surface to graft onto. Oh, for a second there, I thought you was trying to fix my dance. Yes, I was. Well, then, no thank you. I don't get them dents buffed, pulled, filled, or painted by nobody. They ain't way too valuable. Your dents are valuable? Really? I come by each one of them with my best friend, Lightning McQueen. I don't fix these. I want to remember these dents forever. So you were being serious in Paris. McQueen isn't just part of your cover. Friendships can be dangerous in our line of work, Mater. But my line of work is towing and salvaging. Right, and Miss Shiftwells is designing iPhone apps. No, I meant for real. No, no, it's okay. Say no more. I'll work around the dent. Uh. In the meantime... You look a little light on weapons. I know you want to watch the rest of the movie. <laughs> what do you mean you're going to take my dents, he says. I got those with my best friend, Lightning McQueen. You got to leave the dents. Here's the reality for us. We want to cover all those up. We think... If we come polished and have bondo over our dented life, we come to this place and people won't see us for who we really are. And I believe that what Jesus Christ is calling us to do is to take the dented places of our lives and leverage them for his kingdom. Because the greatest place of your mess will become the greatest message ever told. The places of test will be testimony. And the things that you want to cover up and say, oh man, I hope people don't really see me for who I really am. Those will be the places that God will leverage for his kingdom. And you will be a part of ministry that you never expected to be a part of. The CR is the greatest place that I can point to in that. Celebrate Recovery is a place where people come and embrace the fact that we are all in recovery. So look to your neighbor and say, guess what? You're in recovery this morning. And here's the deal. You don't have to have a particular addiction that would say, oh, you know, I'm, I'm addicted to this or I'm addicted to that. We are all in recovery. And what are we recovering? We're recovering the image of Christ in our lives. It says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and he made man in his own image. In the image of God, he created them male and female in Genesis. And he says to, says to us that out of God's likeness, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we're created, and we're to bear that image in the world. So last night when we gathered together, we had a but-when moment from... from uh, Titus chapter 3, and we took a moment in time and we said, but when the kindness of Jesus Christ came, 
We were different. We were changed. So when you met Jesus Christ, God received you dense and all. Amen? Amen. And here's the deal. Everybody who gathers in this place has dents. It's okay. We are, we are all dented, messed up, broken people. And here's what we need. We need a Savior. Amen? Amen. But here's what everybody else needs outside of this place the same Savior, and a people who will receive them dense and all. Broken, messed up, confused, hurting, a world that is just looking for something to fill all the dents and try to cover it up and say, oh, we've got it all together. How many of you use Facebook? How many of you read that and believe in everything that's put on there? We're going to, how, how, how many of you took the duck lip selfie and said, oh, that wasn't quite right. And you took it again, took it again, took it again. You take all these selfies and then finally you take the one. Have you seen the new app, the face-to-face app? Where you can like stretch your eyeballs and you can like take all the blemishes off. I, it's sickening to me because here's what frustrates, uh, frustrates me about it. it. It produces an image and especially for young ladies, high school girls that, that I minister with on Thursday nights at our place. It convinces them that they aren't good enough, that they have to like fix their eyes and they have to fix their nose and they have to fix their face before they can post anything on Facebook. God help us. Because it's about image. It's about this idea that, that I have to fix the dents, the blemishes or whatever else it is and we convince ourselves that if we put a picture on Facebook or we put, put something out there, then it's gotta be this perfect version of who we are. And that's pretense. And I love Tomater. Leave the dents. Because they remind me of all those times. And and those were good dents for him. But what about the bad ones? What about the places where we struggle? 2 Corinthians 12, 8 through 10. Paul writes, three times I pleaded with the Lord to take it away from me. But he said to me, my grace. Oh God, this is so good. My grace is sufficient for each of you. For my power is made perfect in weakness. In Greek, it's translated dense. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. This is why for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses, in insults, in hardships, in persecution, in difficulties. For when I am weak, I am weak. Strong. Mm, That's good news for the church this morning. Because you thought coming in here, and I thought growing up, I grew up in the church of the Nazarene. I'm I'm a fourth generation Nazarene, um, which for some of you, you're like, what the heck does that mean? Um, It means that my great grandmother was a Nazarene all the way back in like 19 whatever. Um, And uh, we went to church. But here's something that I, I love the church of Nazarene, okay? I'm a Nazarene pastor. But the church of Jesus Christ is bigger than the Nazarene church. Um, And and so I want to celebrate what the church of Jesus Christ is doing. And so so along the way, the church of Nazarene got stuck in rules. And if I followed all the rules and I did all the right things, then nothing bad was going to happen to me is what I thought. Mm -mm. I read Paul and how all the times he was beaten and imprisoned. And if there's anybody who was righteous... It's Brother Paul. 
This guy who, who gave up his pursuit of Judaism because he was so impassioned to persecute the people who were causing Judaism to go astray that God meets him on the road to Damascus, blinds him and says, I want you to stop persecuting the church. I want you to lead the church. And so for that, he gives up his life, gives up his status, gives up his name, and he goes to the ends of the earth, and he sets out on all these missionary journeys, and he's beaten, he's flogged, he's put in prison, all, all different kinds, shipwrecked twice, I mean, just all kinds of stuff. And I look at that life of Paul, and I go, I don't have so much to complain about. My dents don't seem that big. But I was convinced growing up that if I did all the right things in all the right ways, Somehow, I was good enough to not experience pain, struggle, weakness, dents. And that was just a lie from Satan. That was religion, church. That was not a relationship with Jesus Christ. That was just following rules. And rules for a while, like, I think sometimes we like that. Because if we go step one, step two, step three, step four, step five, I get to heaven, woohoo, Right? just makes life easier. But then when I was nine, my hero got cancer. He was a firefighter before they had masks. His name was Adolphus Knott. After he retired from the fire department, he became the church janitor and walked every day to the church. He was my hero. He was diagnosed with cancer. Mesothelioma, lung cancer. Here's what I thought. I was nine. He never smoked a day in his life. How in the world could he have lung cancer? Because I thought only people who smoked got lung cancer. That's not the truth. I had a, a set of rules that I thought I was following. I went home for Christmas to East Liverpool, Ohio with my family and gave him my favorite sweatshirt that I had designed for him in one of those mall shops, you know, like the airbrush things, because he thought, you know, I had like 12 bucks to spend on him. It said, number one grandpa. And I had a t-shirt made for me. It says, if you think I'm cute, you should see my grandpa. <laughs> he died Easter that year. And at nine years old, I thought, God, how in the world can you take him? He's the church janitor. He does everything. I, mean, I never heard him be cross or angry. I, I watched him live his life and I thought, if there's anybody like Jesus, it's my grandpa Dolph. And you know what I began to understand? Was that God's grace was a whole lot bigger than what I had imagined or understood in that moment. Because it was God who was comforting my family and teaching me that his grace was sufficient enough to get us through that place, that dent, that place of darkness in our life. And I'll never forget this moment. I shared this, I think, at the Men's of Dance. The day of his funeral, the viewing, the whole city came out and they were wrapped around the building of the funeral home two and three times to get in to see him. And what I learned in that moment was the influence that my grandfather had for the kingdom was far greater 
than anything I could have ever comprehended as a nine-year-old little boy. I remember shaking hands with so many people. I just stood there hour after hour shaking hands on that day. Because what they saw in my grandfather was the love of Jesus Christ. That even, I never heard him complain the whole time. I never heard him gripe. But you know what? It's okay to gripe. It's okay to be honest. It's okay to be real. It's okay to say to God, this stinks. Because God is big enough to handle all that. And God is just so massive and gracious and loving. And here's what I learned. My grandfather, I prayed for healing. And you know where he is at today? He's whole and healed. And he's with Jesus Christ. And my prayer is that I will spend eternity with him. And I will take everybody I can possibly take with me. Why? Because here's what I know about this gathering of people that are gathered together today. Is that you have dents and I have dents. And guess what? As iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. So I need you in my life. Did you know that? And I'm sorry, but you need me. Because we are going to work out these struggles, these weaknesses together with the power of Jesus Christ. He is our hope of glory. He's the one who's going to make things right in our lives. He's the one who's going to redeem. And so here's the deal. My grandfather is in heaven. But I learned the values that I have in my life from him and from my parents. And I'm going to pass those on to my kids and to my family and to future generations. And here's the reality. I still wish he were here. I do. I do. I that I got a, a gift a couple Christmases ago from my mother. It's a teddy bear with a fireman, and I bawled like a baby because I knew what it meant. I miss him. But in my brokenness, in the, those places of weakness, Jesus Christ is able to work exceedingly abundantly more for his glory and his kingdom if we will let him. So consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. Blessed is the one who perseveres under trial, because having stood the test, that person will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love him. James chapter 1, verses 2 and 4. Psalm 30, verses 11 and 12. You turned my wailing into dancing. You remove my sackcloth and clothe me with joy that my heart may sing your praise and not be silent. Lord God, may I praise you forever. Now, I don't know about you, but growing up in that Nazarene tribe, we didn't dance so much. Um, <laughs> and, like, all we did was like show choir, jazz hands, right? Um, and so my dancing skills are, are quite lacking. Um, I can do the little lawnmower, you know, where you pull. I can do the stuff off the shelves, right, you know, the... the the earwax thing. Um, but, but this verse really has, has just messed with me a little bit. I think, I sometimes wonder, what are people gonna think about me if I turn my wailing into dancing, my mourning into joy? Who cares? 
who gives a rip what people think about you. Because the only one that thinks anything of you says this, you are fearfully and wonderfully made. I created you. And it says what he is doing is he's taking those places of pain, those places of sorrow, those places of struggle, and he turns them into joy and dancing. Now, here's the thing. I don't know about you, but I don't feel like dancing when I'm feeling kind of crummy and kind of low and kind of beat up or whatever. But when I come to church... When I gather with the people of God and I don't feel like singing, someone next to me is starting to sing, and all of a sudden I feel like singing. All of a sudden, Gay's back here rocking on the bass, you know. <laughs> and then she's, she drops her, her, her guitar and she starts to clap. <laughs> Why? Because she's encouraging the people of God to respond, to, to, to engage, to, to start turning their, their crummy week into to an opportunity to celebrate what God has been doing all week long. Because here's what happened this whole week, and you just didn't even pay attention to it. God never left you. He took your mourning and turned it into dancing. He took your sorrow and gave you joy. He gave you peace instead of despair. He gave you beauty instead of ashes. He gave you the spirit of peace and the bond of joy. Jesus showed up in the middle of your mess, and he said, I love you, dents and all, so start to dance. So when people gather in this place with you, and they gather for first week, they may not feel like dancing, but as you start to dance and you start to praise, you start to pour out on the person next to you. I love Tony Campolo. Uh, one of his famous statements is uh, he, he loves to, to get on airplanes with people and, and he likes to sit so close to them that the Jesus pours out. <laughs> He's like, I just lean hard into him. I don't know about you, and I, I don't, I'm not privileged to know you all personally, but I know your pastoral staff, and they love people with dents. They love people who the world would say, you know what, you're just a mess. Do you know that's what Nazarene means? Philip says, how can anything good come from Nazareth? And Andrew says, come and see Jesus, his hometown address is Jesus from Nazareth. So what about us, Salem Fields Community Church? The place where everybody's welcome. Dense and all, no matter your mess, no matter your struggle, no matter your scar. And what if we would learn to dance with our scars? We're not perfect. We're a beautifully broken messed up kind of people who love Jesus with everything we are, which requires us then to love everybody else, to invite them to dance, to invite them to praise, to invite them to figure out what these places of brokenness and scars and bruises and, and the battering that life has given and allow God to take the past and redeem it because they no longer have to be called by it. They can be set free and they can have the power of Jesus in their life and he can redeem them and redeem the past and he can build a brighter future. That's what first week's all about. Seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And in all these things, some things, 
A few things? All things. All things will be given to you as well. But when we seek first his kingdom, Jeremiah chapter 29 says, when we seek first, when we seek him first, he will be found when we seek him with all of our heart. Back to Jeremiah 31 verse four. Here's the good news. It is not your job or my job to remove anybody else's debts. So you can get out the plunger and start pulling on the side of the car. Ever done that? Where you mess up the quarter panel and you think you can pull it out with a plunger? It doesn't work, by the way, just so you know. <laughs> I've hit a few cars in my time. And that's a whole other story. Uh, so you can sit here all you want and think, oh, it's my job. I gotta point that out. Mm-mm. God says, I will build you up again. And you, virgin Israel, you will be rebuilt. And again, you will take up your timbrels and you will go out and you will dance and be joyful. So when you're here for the 11 o'clock, because there's some folks that are coming at 11, because you're all gonna stay. I just told you. When you come for the 11 o'clock, there might be somebody seated next to you who needs you to pour out a little bit of Jesus on them? Who needs to see that even in the midst of whatever struggle you are facing, whatever trial you're in, that you're able to turn your mourning into dancing because you are allowing the Holy Spirit, the power over those dents to redeem them and build you up and rebuild you into who he's creating you to become. A child of God. Redeemed for his purpose. His pleasure, his divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness according to his glory and goodness. So I wonder for you today, what's God saying to you? Because you know God speaks, right? What's he saying? What's God's... What's God speaking to your soul this morning? Is there a place that has been long held that you've covered up the debt and you've held it so tightly and you've protected it and you tried to keep it and God is saying, if you'll release it, I'll leverage it for the kingdom. I'll use it in ministry if you'll just let me have it. Or has he been calling you for a long time to be able to be a person who celebrates unabashedly who God is and his glory and goodness because this gathering is where we make the confession of what he's been doing all week long. I don't know what God is saying to you, but I know he speaks. And here's the deal. He doesn't dictate or command you or tell you this is how it's going to be and be the puppeteer and pull your strings. No, God respects you. He loves you. And he asks you to respond. So I'm gonna invite the worship band to come. Remember that guy, Paul? But whatever gains to me, I consider loss for the sake of Christ. What is more, I consider everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whose sake I have lost all things. He says, I consider them garbage, that I may gain Christ and be found in him, 
not having a righteousness of my own that comes from law, rules, Nazarene, red, red religion, right? But that which is through faith in Jesus Christ. The righteousness that comes from God on the basis of faith. I want to know Christ, yes, to know the power of his resurrection and participation in his sufferings, becoming like him in his death and so, so, somehow attaining to the resurrection from the dead. Not that I have attained any of this or have already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that which for Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind me, and straining toward what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. Thanks be to God.
climb up coming after me and coming after you there's no dent he won't take and leave with you so that you might be a product of his glory used for his kingdom purpose would you bow your heads just for a moment there's nobody else looking around but I want you to to have a moment and say, Jesus, I've been trying to hide my dents. I've been trying to cover it up. I've been trying to, to play church. I've been trying to keep all the rules. And Lord, I just need a moment with you to embrace the places that I have come dent and dinged and take those places of trial and struggle and weakness and turn them into joy and gladness and dancing in my life to leverage them for your kingdom's sake. Because he promises to never leave you or forsake you. So just take a moment and say, Jesus, take all the parts of me the parts I've covered up, the parts that I'm not proud of, Lord Jesus, redeem them today. And then say to Jesus, Lord Jesus, I want your future where you take the dented parts of my life and you use them for your ministry and your purpose and your plan. Don't let me play cover up any longer. Well, let me pour out with joy in the midst of my struggle. Help me to dance 
with the scars. Help me to dance. Help me to have gladness. Because you are my peace. You are my hope. You are everything that I could possibly ever want in this life. And he allows you to take those today and use them for his name so that when other people come and gather in this place, they don't see a perfect picture. They see a mosaic, my favorite piece of art. They see broken glass reformed into the beautiful majesty and picture that God the artist puts back together. And they think, hmm, I can fit there because I'm just like them. People who are honest and real and genuine about who they are and that Jesus is the one who puts us together. Father, we thank you for this day. I pray that each of us would make a covenant with you to trust you with the places that are hurting and broken, the dents and the places that are struggles so that we can see your redemptive power at work. You won't waste them, Lord. You'll use them if we let you. We thank you for all that you've done. We look forward to what you're going to do this morning at 11 and tomorrow night with Greg and Tuesday night with Adrian. God, you're, you're on the move. There's no doubt about it. So Lord, speak for your people are hearing you. We're listening and we're waiting for more. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. What a great message. God has been here with us this morning and I hope as you have responded, as I have responded, that we'll trust God this week to continue to show us the dents in our life and uh, kind of help us accept that and, and uh, allow him to do whatever he wants to do in our life for his glory. Well, we are going to continue right after this service. We'll have another one at 11 o'clock. We hope you'll stay around. Anybody that stays around, we'll give you some free donuts and some free coffee. And uh, you can enjoy that, enjoy the fellowship with one another. As you leave today, there'll be some buckets at the door, and we'll be taking a love offering. We always take a love offering when we have these special uh, meetings. And so if you'll give in to that, we would appreciate it. We'll be doing that all week. So if you can't do it today and you come back, let's just load it up so we can load these guys up and bless them uh, because they've been a blessing to us, okay? And bring what back? Oh, yeah, we'll bring him back one of these days, yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll do that. He was at our men's advance, and he led us up there as well. Used God used him. He used him here today. So thank you for being here, and see you at 11. God bless.